You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 66. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. So today, I want to focus on one of the five key self-care habits you hear me talking about all the time, and that is eating five servings of fruits and veggies a day. Actually, before I get into all that, I also want to let you know that Well, first, for those of you who got back to me about the planning for reentry workshop, thank you so much for the feedback. We are going forward with it. So the workshop will be Thursday, April 29th, 2021 from 5.30 p.m. Pacific time until like 7.30. So plan for two hours if we need to go longer we will. And if you want to register for that event, you're going to go to moxie-club.com slash re-entry. And I'll include that in the show notes as well, that link. All right. So back to today's topic. For those of you who are parents, I'm sure you've had some struggles with your kids as far as getting them to eat more fruits and veggies. And I know when I was little, I did not like olives. And in college, I dated a guy that really liked black olives on his pizza. So he is the same guy that introduced me to Nacking Cole and the Beatles. And to this day, I love both. And he also converted me from someone who ate hot dogs with ketchup only to someone who loves mustard and relish and no ketchup on their hot dogs. So definitely he was someone who influenced my preferences. But when we ordered pizza, it was always still half (laughs) where his half had olives and mine didn't. So Years later, I remember I was at dinner with some friends and they were raving about how good the olives were. So, you know, I really did want to like them. So I tried them and well, I still didn't. So really till to this day, I still don't like them. And just to be clear, because they have a pit, I know that olives are a stone fruit like peaches. Okay, so I'm not saying that this is in the veggie category. My point here is that I am not here to change your mind about the fruits and veggies you don't like to eat. At the same time, if you're not a fan of fruits and vegetables, and this is your justification for not eating them, I would like you to take into consideration three things. Okay, the first one is, If you struggle with cravings and you feel like you're always hungry, I believe that your body is trying to tell you something. So if you were to go online and look up 
the data, right, the statistics on nutrition. You would find, for example, if you were to look at vitamin E, the stats say that 86% of the U.S. population is not meeting the recommended daily allowance for vitamin E. For folate, it's 75%. And for calcium, it's something like 73%. We could go down the list. Magnesium, it's like 68%. Vitamin A, 55%. Vitamin C, 48%. Zinc, 42%. Vitamin B6, 35%. Iron, 34%. So the list goes on. In other words, when you look at micronutrient deficiencies, the stats in the U.S. are appalling. And yet, so many of these can be found in fruits and vegetables. So if you think about pregnant women and how they have cravings, these days we always give pregnant women prenatal vitamins. So these contain like folic acid, iron, and calcium. And I wouldn't be surprised if those cravings that pregnant women have actually stem from their body search for these kinds of nutrients that we now take care of with prenatal vitamins, right? So if you take a daily vitamin as a supplement, that's great but it really isn't the same as actually getting the nutrients from the food that you eat. So that's number one. Number two, fiber is only found in plants. It's not found in meats. So fiber helps boost your digestion. It helps to control your blood sugar and lower your cholesterol. And if you struggle with always feeling hungry, it helps to keep you full for longer. Okay, number three, chances are there are a lot of fruits and vegetables you haven't tried yet. And also our tastes and preferences as adults can change over time. So here's an example. When my sister was little, there was one veggie that I remember she just couldn't stand, and that was mushrooms. And I thought that that was still the case until fairly recently when we were having a conversation about mushrooms, and she said she really doesn't mind them at all anymore. So every once in a while, I actually still do try olives because I would love to know why people like them so much. <laughs> Okay, but, well, I still don't. So my point here is I think it's really important to try different ways of preparing them too. So there are literally over a dozen different ways to cook vegetables. So if you usually steam or boil them, maybe it's time to try something new. And mind you, all veggies are are not created equal. So some may taste better roasted, while others taste better when they're grilled, right? So the more you actually experiment with different fruits and vegetables, the more you 
may actually find certain ones you really enjoy eating. For example, if the only way you've ever had Brussels sprouts were steamed or boiled, I will tell you they taste very different when they're roasted, especially if you roast them with garlic and some bacon. All right. So some fruits and vegetables actually taste better raw. So for example, spinach and arugula, I definitely like better raw. I don't really like kale raw, but I like kale cooked. Okay. So you can try things like stir frying or sauteing. So stir frying, you're cooking over very high heat. Okay. You can also try braising and stewing. There's baking and then roasting, which I already talked about. You can also try frying, grilling, and pickling. So a lot of folks don't think about that, but if you look at pickles, right, those are cucumbers. There's also kimchi and sauerkraut. So speaking of pickling, when you're preparing vegetables, I would also suggest trying different herbs and spices. There's always salt and pepper, but garlic is a great option, right? And then in Chinese food, we also use sauces like oyster sauce to flavor the vegetables. And sometimes we also add meat to add flavor to the vegetables as well, as opposed to like just a meat dish. Now, if you don't really enjoy cooking or you're not into preparing meals, Another option for you to try is when you go out to eat, to actually try some different salads or different veggies and find out what kind of dishes you may want to either try making yourself or add to that list of veggies that you know when you go out to eat, you can try. So for example, if you're a fan of Chick-fil-A, I know one of my clients talks about this, she discovered that she really enjoys their salads. So again, this is all about looking for opportunities to make it happen as opposed to going into it with the idea that you just don't like them. Okay, give your body a chance. (laughs) Right, give those veggies a chance. So again, if you like the idea of the benefits of fruits and vegetables, right? Like having your cravings disappear and controlling your blood sugar and lowering cholesterol and feeling full for longer, then I really do encourage you to aim for at least five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. And in an ideal world, I would love for you to have two of those five servings be fruit and then three to go to the veggies with at least one of the three being veggies that are those dark green leafy ones, okay? So your body also loves variety. So you hear people say when you're eating fruits and vegetables to go for all the colors of the rainbow, right? And actually, when I talk about fruit, I know that there are some folks that are actually afraid to eat fruit because of the sugar content, right? So yes, apples and grapes and bananas have sugar, but I assure you that two servings of whole fruit 
with all the vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that are in those fruits, along with the fiber, are things that your body really loves. And then one other thing I would suggest is if you're going for fruit, that you focus on eating the whole fruit. And if you can't do that, then dried fruit would be a second, followed by sweetened dried fruit. And then really a distant fourth is to juice. And I know juicing is really, really popular right now. But one of the things that happens when you juice is you're breaking down that fiber. And so there are some chemical bonds that you're probably breaking up at the same time. So again, to get the full benefit of the fiber, just go for the whole fruit. If you are wondering about serving size, one serving for a woman is about the size of your fist. So a decent sized apple would be one serving. Okay. And then the same actually goes for starchier veggies like potatoes, corn, and carrots. So when, I, when we talk about fruit and their sugar content, right, the starchier veggies also are more energy dense than, say, spinach or kale or broccoli, right, or zucchini. The thing is that these different vegetables also, again, have different nutrients. And with the fiber, if you are listening to your body and paying attention to your hunger as well as your satiety cues, then you'll be okay. Because again, that fiber helps your stomach recognize that it's getting full. Okay, so let's talk action plan now. If you're only eating one to two servings a day right now, how about if we aim for three? So is that doable for you? One more serving a day? Okay, if that is, then the next step in planning would be to get really specific. So if we're going for one more serving, what meal or snack would have that one more serving? Okay. And then which day of the week are we talking about? Are we saying we're going to have a healthy snack every single day? Or are you going to maybe add mushrooms on Mondays? And then you're going to try blueberries on Tuesday. And you're going to try strawberries on Wednesday. And you're going to do um, kale on Thursday. Right. So I'm just saying the more specific you get, then guess what? It can also show up on your shopping list so that you know exactly what you're going to add to your shopping cart, right? At the end of the day, if you added that one serving, I also want to make sure that you celebrate this as a win. And I want you, when you're celebrating, to notice what thoughts you have. So did you discount it as a small one? Or did you see that one additional serving as progress? So if it's the latter, then great. But if you discounted it, I want you to see if you can find a way to reframe it 
so that you're really giving your brain evidence that you can make small changes that add up over time, right? These small changes have this compounding effect. And then one more thing when we talk about this plan is I want you to notice how your body feels as you're getting more fruits and vegetables. So it may take a few weeks of consistent action before you really are able to notice the changes. So I want you to remember to practice some patience as well. But I know that if you are getting five servings of fruits and vegetables a day, your body will thank you. It will show up in how you feel and your energy as well. Okay. So lastly, on the days where you did add that one serving, I want you to note what you did, what worked. Okay. So that you can add it to your repertoire. And if it didn't happen, then I don't want you beating yourself up. I want you instead to really think about, well, what would a plan B be? So if it didn't happen, why didn't it happen? And what adjustments could you make to make sure that it does happen the next day? So here, when I say specific, we're going to make it super doable and we're going to turn it into a binary goal. So it's a yes or no. It either happened or it didn't. When you're too general, right? Eat healthier, eat more fruits and vegetables. Those are really fuzzy goals. So the more specific they are, the easier it is to actually make them happen. Okay, you got it? Do you know exactly how you're going to get more fruits and vegetables into every meal every day? (laughs) Okay, so to recap, if you're not a fan of fruits and vegetables, and this is, again, your justification for not eating them, then the three things I want you to consider are, one, if you struggle with cravings and feel like you're always hungry, your body is trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you that it's missing some key nutrients. Number two, fiber is only found in plants. So if you want the benefits that come with it, like controlling your blood sugar and lowering your cholesterol and feeling full longer, then you got to eat some plants. Number three, chances are there are a lot of fruits and vegetables you haven't even tried yet. And even if you've had them before, there might be ways of preparing them that you haven't tried yet. Okay, so those three things make it where hopefully you now have a compelling reason to try adding some additional fruits and vegetables to what you're eating every day, right? So if you want to make that happen, then the first thing I want you to do is start by figuring out what your goal is. Are you going for one additional serving or are you going to try for two as an example? Okay. At the end of every day, I want you to celebrate that as a win when you've added those servings. I want you to notice, to pay attention how your body feels as you consistently 
add more fruits and vegetables to your diet. And by diet here, I do not mean (laughs) a meal plan, right? I mean like what you usually eat. And then lastly, I want to make sure that you debrief. So on those days where you're adding that one or two servings or whatever you're going for, you know what worked. And I also then, when it doesn't happen, I want you to know what got in the way and come up with a plan B that you can try the next time. So this is all about experimenting. Experimenting with different foods, how you prepare them, and finding ways that work for you. So because it's an experiment, we don't actually know what the outcome is. We're playing with it. And so it's going to take some patience. You can have some fun with it. And if you are a parent, know that you're also modeling behavior for your kids. And you're giving your kids an opportunity to get those nutritious foods in their bodies as well. All right. So I will be posting some of my favorite recipes inside the private Facebook group moxie club meetup so if you want access to those go ahead and join the private facebook group it's free and the link is in the show notes okay i'm also going to post the top 10 aggregate nutrient density index or andy list that you can download and print out so this is a list that actually ranks the nutrient values of a lot of common foods on the basis of how many nutrients they deliver to your body for every calorie consumed. So this is different from food labels, which really only list a few nutrients, okay? The Andy scores are actually based on 34 different parameters. And then the foods are ranked on a scale of like one to a thousand. So the most nutrient dense foods would score the highest. So the most nutrient dense foods are actually cruciferous leafy green vegetables. So for example, right, kale is all the rage because it scores a thousand on this list. Spinach gets a score of 707. And then my sister's favorite mushrooms are 238. So again, I'll be posting this list along with some recipes for you inside Moxie Women Meetup. So just as a reminder, the five key self-care habits are half your body weight in ounces of water. So I know this can be confusing for folks. So here's a couple of examples. If you weigh 130 pounds, half your body weight would be 65 ounces. 65 ounces divided by eight for an eight ounce glass of water is eight, is about eight. So that's where we get eight glasses of water a day. If you weigh 200 pounds, half your body weight would be 100 ounces of water, okay? So the second key habit, five servings of fruits and vegetables. Again, ideally two of those would be fruit, Three would be vegetables with at least one leafy green in all of that. And then we want to go for all the colors of the rainbow distributed during the week. Okay. Number three, seven to nine hours of sleep. So we're actually going for five sleep cycles. Okay. And I do have a podcast where I talk about how to sleep better and I break down 
what's inside each of those sleep cycles. Number four, 30 minutes of mindful movement every day. And so we're looking for cardio strength as well as flexibility training. And then number five is 10 to 20 minutes of meditation. So this is all about calming your central nervous system and actually also becoming an observer of your thoughts. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up today's episode with a quote by the Greek physician Hippocrates, who is also known as the father of medicine. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember... Making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.